Imagine a world where nightmares become reality and realities become nightmares. You hear distant singing in the background. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, shut the door. On this episode, we cover the nightmare on Elm Street. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very, very special edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh with the creatures that go bump in the night. This is our very first Grandma Secret Cellar special. What? what? We're putting the laugh track later. <laughs> Seriously, I guys. Am the laugh track. <laughs> we finally bumped his pay. So <laughs> but we are so excited to do this episode. I'm so excited to do this with you guys because this is a movie that is very close to my heart. We are doing Nightmare on Elm Street this week. And for the namesake, I would really like to have a shout out to my grandmother that I miss with all of my heart. Debbie, if you're out there in whatever frequency, sound wave that can hear this, I love you and I miss you. And I'm so excited if you got the chance to hear this. So let's proceed. We did Nightmare on Elm Street this week. Eric, my host, co-host, sorry, we'll bump you up next time. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, but how are you today? Dude, fantastic. Absolutely fabulous, I'll say. I would say we're keeping it clean every week, and I'm so excited to get to share this with you, because again, I got so excited I didn't even fucking introduce you properly. No, it's okay. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> which, which I, Many don't. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> starting off, man, so we watched Night Round Elm Street this week. What is the itinerary that we were looking at as far as the cast is concerned? This is a Wes Craven film written and directed by... Rock solid, as if it needed more of an introduction. This is where we're beginning. <laughs> Wes Craven, writing and directing A Nightmare on Elm Street. We're going to rock through what I consider to be the top six of the billing cast for this one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's start with... Because there's like eight characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's start with uh, Mrs. Goaded herself. Heather Langenkamp as Nancy. First appearance... Whoo, Mr. Johnny Depp. Johnny oh my Depp God. is in the house as Glenn. I hope he does another New Line Cinema film since he said fuck you to everybody else. It would so be far. lovely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, John Saxon is going to join the phrase Lieutenant Thompson. Fans of Bruce Lee may remember him from Enter the Dragon. Mm -hmm. Amanda Weiss is going to be Tina. J. Sue Garcia as Rod. And the master of disaster himself, Robert England. Robert fucking as England. Freddy <laughs> fucking Krueger. Let's get it. Oh Let's get God. it. I'm telling you, the energy for that is so real, especially for like, I was telling Eric earlier, it was so funny because I feel like I'm one of the few people that, again, this is the first horror movie that I ever watched with my grandmother growing yeah. up. So when we move on to seeing the Power Rangers movie for the first time, I'm like, yeah. oh, I know who Ivan News is. Right. <laughs> I kind of split my wig a little bit. I'll be real because as the opposite, you know, <laughs> as somebody who grew up in a very, very concerned. Household. <laughs> I got Power Rangers first, and mm -hmm. Ivan is weird, right? Right. Because this is like one of those things where he's everywhere. Freddy's watching all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't matter what fandom you're a part of. It doesn't matter what you're watching. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. And it was amazing for me to like watch Robert England kill children first before just like plain old fighting them and then right. raising. Yeah. <laughs> As like giant space Robert England fighting their robot. So, so I, I feel like with this type of movie, since we're obviously not watching it for the first time, sure. what are third impressions? 
So this one is a rock solid eight and a half for me. This is slasher glory. This is classic horror glory. Mm-hmm. This is the cast. It's 90, 91 minutes long. Ooh, <laughs> it's 90 minute glory. You know what I mean? So it, it's just, it's one of those. It's a classic for a reason. It's not because it was made 40 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's because. Oh, God. <laughs> it's because it's the closest thing to horror perfection that mm-hmm. you can get. And that's kind of why I feel like so many of the movies in the genre are so revered is they set that standard. 100%. They are the classic. They mm-hmm. are the 90-minute movies. They are the featuring Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. right? They, you totally. ha- you have the one or two super top-billed cast. They, they, again, they set this fucking precedence for horror movies, and you can't help but love them. Yeah. Like, if you are a horror movie fan and you hate classics, this you are is, not a horror movie fan. This is a love letter to the genre of horror movies. I know I've used that, like, yeah, you know, before. But, but it's but being like, written this is, to this. <laughs> this is what it is. This is a love letter to horror fans. <laughs> And it's like fall in love with me. My fourth, fifth, whatever fucking impression Out of this. Seventh, eight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like for me, like on nostalgia with my grandmother, it's a nine. Yeah. In, in all yeah, realism, yeah. it's an eight. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> and that's okay with me, right? Because like, we don't give out nines here. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's the same as Red State. So Fair. we fucking, we, <laughs> we all on. got there. Yeah. Um, but, but also that's, again, like we've talked about before, there's so many instances that kind of drop the horror genre down. And it's just mm-hmm. so many instances in the movie where it's like, okay, you actually can't be this. That's mm-hmm. a, you feel like the health inspector. You're yeah. Like, <laughs> That's a point. That's a repeat. That's two points. <laughs> yeah. I, I really hate my job. <laughs> but again, we love this movie. Yeah. So, you know, we start off with uh, the credit scene happening, which mm-hmm. is so crazy because like nowadays you're just immediately into the movie. They have about 30 seconds of it and it just drops into like, this is the movie in general. Right. Whereas this is like, here's this opening scene where Freddy Krueger is sharpening his claws. Mm-hmm. He's bending the metal <laughs> around like some <laughs> fucking shaft to make sure that it fits his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, we're just seeing like who the top build cast is. We see our introducing Johnny Depp. Dude, and- I miss that. <laughs> I miss that in movies because like for the guy that like for, uh, listeners don't know this, but for for me, the sure. guy that has to go and like assemble the Avengers, right? We have to figure <laughs> out who's been participating in this and everything. Mm-hmm. I have to go back and I have to hit the you know the internet and figure out who's been in this movie. I miss the this is everybody that's in the movie, you know. What I mean? <laughs> and if we have a new actor, in the case of Johnny Depp, we have a very like his own unique individual mm-hmm. card that's overlaid on what's happening in the film and everything that's like now introducing Johnny, and it's all it's almost know? a springboard yeah for that it actor. Is. It and that's really incredible yeah. because I, like i feel like if that that just one word of introducing was mm-hmm. not in front of johnny depp would we even have captain jack sparrow probably <laughs> it would have been Johnny Depp. It would have been Ewan McGregor, yeah, and would have right. been like, "What oh, the fuck?" fuck? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but anyways, getting into the movie, we start off with Freddy Krueger sharpening his talons. Mm-hmm. I guess is what you would call it his for a bird. Because there's one on each. There's <laughs> even like a thumb one, which yeah. just feels weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, thumbs fingers. <laughs> Freddy tends to agree. But we start off with like this super heavy breathing over yeah. top, and we walk into uh, the character Tina. Mm-hmm. 
Tina, we find walking down this, like, you would think it was a boiler room when you got to the boiler room. Because there was almost, like, this pseudo creek running down. There's water dripping from the ceiling, which is all concrete. It's got more condensation than you know what to do with. (laughs) Your clothes are pressed. Your posters are falling off the wall. There's a lot of steam in here. Yeah, because she gets to the boiler room. And like like you said, it's just shooting off everywhere. It's just like... Uh, I don't know where I am. And you kind of hear this like, Tina. <laughs> Teenagers. <laughs> that's how they knew that he was prompt no, that's for, so for being that's Ivan is, you know? Ever, yeah. And actually, that scene's incredible because when she finds her way through whatever creepy shit is happening in her dream, it almost like she goes into this, not causeway, because that feels incorrect, but like this shaft. And there's like the boiler behind her and you see this flash of Freddy Krueger like walk by her. Right. right? And she just starts screaming and we're just sitting here like, how the fuck did he not know? It's like, oh, because I can pop up behind you. (laughs) I'm effervescent. (laughs) I dissolve an atmosphere. (laughs) Yeah, it was super funny to me because it, it sort of sets the stage for the fact that nobody's safe, right? Yeah, like like whether you find yourself because she's not even the main character, right? Yeah, totally. Which is which is such again like "Mm, this is just good classic (laughs) horror. When you think you've met your protagonist in the first five minutes of the movie, you just fucking have it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, and so what happens is Freddie, like you said, moves on. She kind of is like, oh, what the fuck, you know? And then he just still screaming in subtitles behind her, and you see the big claw brandishing these five points Mm -hmm. and everything, and kind of the scene just sort of, you know, she wakes up, right? Turns out she's been dreaming the whole time, you know what I mean? Oh, fuck! (laughs) So welcome to the lore behind Nightmare Mm -hmm. on Elm Street. So it's very obvious immediately. Anybody that doesn't know about Freddy Krueger in my dreams, you're still the same. Your love is gone, but still remains. Sorry, that's for Nightmare on Elm Street 3. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers! Also, y'all mark that. Yeah, mark it. (laughs) Count it. That's two points Mm -hmm. if you get in episode 3. Um, I had in my notes a sheep appears. I didn't. I, oh, oh, what, what, so what's so, the significance? Can you break that one down? Yeah. For me, maybe? So yeah. actually, I think that's a little bit farther because that's when Nancy starts uh, singing herself to sleep. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. It did appear in the beginning scene, I think. And that's pre Kruger attacks. And oh, everything. so this so is it, yeah, yeah. It, it is post. But it's when we see. So the next scene after. Uh, so Tina wakes up. Yeah. And then we see, like, her mom and this dude in, like, a wife beater. <laughs> He's just like, when are you coming back to the sack? <laughs> she's like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Me- meanwhile, she's going to wind up going to Vegas with him later. <laughs> 100%. I assume it's the same guy. But, I would go to Vegas. But that's because him. I'm not misogynistic. Right. <laughs> so we get to this point where we're getting up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now we meet Nancy, who is our final mm-hmm. girl. We also have Johnny Depp. In the baddest fucking Cadillac that I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking telling yeah. you. It's like fire engine red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a soft top to it that he can retract. <laughs> we, we Mark get, that too. Mark the soft top for the Cadillac. But then we get to yeah. the girls mm-hmm. that are uh, singing the, what, what's the sheep song? Uh, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, you know. Lock you know the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, and they're kind of just walking past it like, oh, that's okay. Anyway. <laughs> that was fucking weird. What did you guys dream about last night, you know? <laughs> then you had Rod. Yeah. The, so, like, jo- uh, Johnny Depp, who I'm just going to refer to as Johnny Depp throughout yeah. this movie, mm-hmm. just, to he- or just to help the audience mm-hmm. picture it. Because you have Johnny Depp, Nancy, and Tina who survived the mm-hmm. first dream, yeah. weirdly enough. I guess, yeah. like, Freddy wasn't powerful enough yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was the how to play <laughs> section of the dream. I have not met my final form. <laughs> and uh, we have Rod come up behind and like, everyone's like, I had a nightmare last night, yeah. except for Glenn, because yeah. in his head he's not gay. <laughs> and then you... you <laughs> And then you have Rod, who's like, my dick had a little bit of morning wood this morning. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting there like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And it's got your name on it, Tina. And it has this moment of like, there's this, there's this, it, she drops the line where she's like, you know, like, dude, my name only has four letters in it. If it had my name on it, there wouldn't be enough room. <laughs> Which is actually, it's so counterculture, too, for mm-hmm. movies at that time to call the jock of the movie, mm-hmm. like, a little dick homie or mm-hmm. a little dick boy, as, <laughs> as also, Big Mouth has given us. Also, the audacity of this woman to just roast her boyfriend's penis in front of their family. In their front friends. of Johnny yeah. Depp! <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> how dare, number one, how dare you? Captain Jack Sparrow is here right now. So they they continue. They're talking about... It turns out that, like, Nancy and Tina kind of had a similar experience the night before where they're both dreaming about this this guy or this... Yeah. You know what I mean? The details are sort of obscure, and maybe that's because, you know... I don't know if y'all have ever woken up from a dream before and you can't remember all the details. I assume most of you have. So annoying. You know what I mean? Exactly. Who the fuck are you? Guest star. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? What the fuck are you? So, so, anyways, yeah, they're so they're talking about their dreams and shit, and and it, and it, there's kind of this moment where like Tina is making it very clear that she is no longer like comfy sleeping alone, I guess, or whatever. Maybe her. How did, could you be? I, I wouldn't be. Uh, did her parents go to Vegas at this point? Who knows? I guess so because they weren't at the house, you know. But she has uh, Nancy and Glenn over. Um, yeah, because so her mom's out of town for, anybody, for like sorry, two days now. We've been calling him Johnny Depp this whole time. Johnny Depp equates to Glenn. We are going to use those names interchangeably <laughs> <laughs> moving forward. Yeah, so they have this this night where it's like, my mom's out of town for two days because right. she's banging the dude and the wife beater. Let's that listen was- to cassette, cassette tapes and like yeah. fucking make prank calls. Which like, weirdly <laughs> enough, we don't know that she's in Vegas until like the end of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Johnny Depp is talking about how he's visiting his aunt. And so this is where I get a little confused in the movie. I'm not going to lie. Because we start off with like Johnny Depp, like bringing everybody to school, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's talking to his mom on the phone in the present tense of this movie so far. And he's talking about how he's hanging out with his aunt. So if you're out of town and you're hanging out with your aunt and you're not on vacation... Mm -hmm. Do you live here? Because right. <laughs> the whole time, I'm like, did they just like send his transcript to this mm-hmm. fucking high school to For be like three weeks? Because <laughs> that's all he's gonna last. Right. 
it, it, that that was the only point of this movie that really made it mm-hmm. an eight for me because yeah. I was like, I don't understand where he falls. Yeah, in all of this, and, and, and he's like talking to the aunt. He's like, "There's been an accident outside. Sorry." Yeah. I a couple of uh, drag racers. I think they crashed their car. It's like a uh, uh. <laughs> plus or minus five cars. Yeah. <laughs> But, but then he starts talking about, oh, it's a domestic disturbance, like, right. next door. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what what is actually happening? Because if I was a parent, I would drive there that night. Immediately. <laughs> There's an accident outside of my house. Like, a, come on. <laughs> it's just the bad 80s horror right. movies. Or horror parents. And so they, they are, the night progresses, and... You know, night falls on the Sentinel, as they say. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so there's this there's this kind of, you know, everybody's starting to come to peace with the fact that, yeah, we have some fucking crazy nightmares. It's cool. We're all in the mm-hmm. house together. You know what I mean? Like, nothing crazy. I feel like that's happen. really driven by Tina. It is 100% point. driven Because she's by like, Tina. I'm trying to get yeah. that fucking deep D from mm-hmm. uh, Rod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because she's like, oh. Because Rod, like, like, they hear a noise outside, right? And, and Johnny Depp slash Glenn goes to investigate. He's like, here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> He's like, chow, chow, chow. <laughs> and then Rod out of nowhere tackles him to the ground. And Nancy's like, oh, it's my boyfriend, Rod, fucking with us. Oh, my God. He's so fucking immature. I am so <laughs> going to sleep with him tonight. <laughs> 100%. 100%. And they just kind of decide, you know, let's go to bed or whatever. And so, uh, no, it was Tina's boyfriend was Rod. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm so no, sorry. No, it's yeah. fine. We There's four that. characters. <laughs> I can't fucking keep track of names. I'm so sorry. Rod and Tina go to bed. They fuck. They totally fuck because we know that because we see. Yeah, this is actually one of my favorite mo- moments in the uh, in the entire fucking movie so far. There's this scene where they're doing it, right? But it's not shot from the bedroom. It's shot from downstairs where Nancy, like, predicating this has been like, Oh, I'm not in the mood with Johnny Depp, right? right? Yeah, and yeah. Johnny Depp's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so cool. Which, if we want to flash forward to the current trial, you already know my opinion. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to this point where he's not pressuring her into sex. They're both passed out on the couch downstairs. But you hear Rod and Tina upstairs just, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, 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 Rod. It, it's like this, oh, Tina. Yeah, it's like the the, the porn lack of realism, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it's and, really loud too. Oh my god! Yeah. It's like, like they're they're so fucking loud. You heard yeah. it in the next yeah. house. Yeah. And Johnny Depp is just laying there with Nancy, like passed out on mm-hmm. him, respectfully, you know. Yeah, he's probably above the covers if mm-hmm. that kind of like speaks to his character. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he just leans back, his head over top of the couch <laughs> the couch arm and looks at the camera and just he broke the fourth he wall he did break the fourth wall he broke the fourth wall and that's just what goes, I'm saying morality sucks yes. <laughs> <laughs> again flashing back to the current trial anyway <laughs> Johnny Dab, if you're listening to this right now we believe in you <laughs> we're here for you we'll be doing an Amber Heard movie in two weeks yeah <laughs> We got to make our money too, Johnny. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, then, but then we get to them having sex, right? Yeah. I guess at this point, Nancy has kind of moved into, like, I, I suppose she's in Tina's bed. What? Because, like, Tina and Rod are sharing 
Tina's yeah. mom and dad's bed. <laughs> so Tina's like, all right, fuck. I'm dad's a loose term. And so this crucifix that has been, that we saw in the beginning of the movie, is the same crucifix that drops on Nancy's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Nancy's head laying in right. Tina's bed and everything. And there's kind of this moment of like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> But then it, it hard cuts to Tina waking up. Just mm-hmm. she's she's like, oh, I'm getting out of bed. <laughs> allegedly, now. you know, allegedly, right? <laughs> um, and she hears this noise, goes and investigates. Mm-hmm. It's this pebble being thrown out the window or whatever. And then <laughs> Tina, <laughs> and then whoever's throwing the pebble fucking puts some mustard on it and puts it <laughs> through the window. And Tina's like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So she goes outside for whatever reason. I don't know why you wouldn't immediately, again, uh, understanding that everything that has led up to the fact that you have three other humans sleeping in your house is because you're afraid of being assaulted by somebody in the night. Why you would not wake all of them up to go investigate with you. You know what I mean? No, we got a blood. <laughs> Tina was feeling that energy apparently in because. Yeah. Of the night. <laughs> no copyrighted music. Yeah, sorry. Catch me on uh, karaoke. <laughs> so Tina goes outside and just fucking investigate. And sure as shit. Yeah, we, she, she walks out and she just like is walking towards the shed. Because again, and I said this to Eric during the movie, is I felt like the homes that I saw in Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm like, oh, that's just Haddonfield, Illinois. And we're just going <laughs> two for two and shooting this shit here. So she's walking up to that same shed that you've seen a million times in these classic horror movies. And we just see Freddy just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just... Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of cool because he starts kind of fucking with her. He's sort of, you know, we've talked in the past about mm-hmm. the concept of yeah, like yeah. the killer playing with their food or whatever. He's like, hey, hey, wait a minute. Watch this. And he like cuts himself. But So the, I, the only argument I will have for yeah. that is in talking back to the crucifix over the... Uh, Nancy. Over Nancy's yeah. bedpost is that... Face that you see yeah. coming through the wall. You see the, yeah. the claws. Good point. But it doesn't even come through. It's trying mm-hmm. to. It's almost like one of those shitty ghost movies where you see like the mm-hmm. like stre- stretching through the drywall. Right. Like yeah, yeah. drywall does that. Mm-hmm. But it attests to the fact that Freddie, Mer- uh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> well, that's staying in. <laughs> but but uh, Freddy Krueger really is based on, and this will come back, guys, mm-hmm. based on how much you believe in him. Mm-hmm. You're believing him in him is what gives him power. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have that power over Nancy yet. Right. He does over Tina because mm-hmm. he's already started in her dreams. That's, so that's a good like, call. And yeah. that's like the ground zero, okay. right? So okay. he, he hasn't quite, and that's what sets her up to be our final yeah. girl. Yeah. Is she doesn't not believe convinced. yet. Yeah. And that's ultimately what saves her, which is funny because we make fun of the parents the entire time for not believing in this shit, but they're not the ones dying. So we, we, we totally get it. And that's the first time that we kind of see how Freddie works Mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, he's trying to break through this barrier to get the Mm -hmm. multi-kill, right? Like he's playing Halo in front of us, but he's only able to break through to Tina because he's already planted those seeds. True. 
And Tina starts having this fucking mental breakdown mm-hmm. in the middle of it because you have the in my in my personal opinion, this is one of my favorite scenes in horror cinematic history, is when you have the stretch Armstrong. These like Freddy go-go Krueger. Go-go <laughs> arms, you know what I mean? Yeah. There are two steel built like uh structures. They're not yeah. even buildings, just structures on either side, and he's dragging his steel mm. nails <laughs> across it. And Look he- how long my arms are, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got like this fucking twenty yard reach on either side of him, and he, it was he has this really cool line because he he like uh, she says something to the effect of like no like I believe in God what what did she say but anyway like yeah Freddie was like no this is God <laughs> he kind of like strokes his fingernail claws his, his know, fingers against his, his claws finger eyes, you know what I mean. <laughs> I thought that was fucking sick. No, anyway. I, yeah, I absolutely love that. And then we get to like them actually having their tussle, for mm-hmm. lack of a more extreme word. Yeah, and uh, he gets her on the ground, and Tina goes up to like pull his face mm-hmm. or like claw at it, like yeah. any nor- any reasonable <laughs> human being would. Yeah, and it kind of moves like the same way, like if anybody's ever microwaved like a lasagna, like kind of comes just off. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it behaves the same way that Stover's does. Yeah, keeping tabs. It's just Freddy fucking with people and it because like, he can, and that's what's so sick. And his face just slides off as she pulls on it, and it looks like almost the crib keeper. Right? He's got like this Jeff Dunham puppet skeleton face. He you know was what I mean? Like Ahmed, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was so fucking funny. And at this point, Rod wakes up because, at, like, it's deafening, the screaming mm-hmm. and everything. So he kind of wakes up. Like, they sort of move out of what we perceive at this point as the dream sequence. And there's this invisible, like, slash. Like, we've seen it before in the beginning mm-hmm. where, like, it caught her nightgown and everything. This time we actually penetrated, like, a lot <laughs> of skin. You know what I mean? And so Tina gets fucking We caught. penetrated that bitch. Tina gets fucking carved by like this and Rod's like what the fuck is going on so he kind of he he like it stands up and he gets out of bed and everything and while Tina is getting you know disemboweled essentially by Freddy Krueger and almost exorcist uh, totally ceiling, because right? like that's that's the thing like I, I in my notes I said Rod gets his, his shit slapped by her body because, <laughs> like Freddy kind of waves her around the room, I guess, or whatever, you know, you know, but, like, Rod gets his shit caved, and he, like, falls against the corner in between a dresser and a wall, you know what I mean? I actually have that written down yeah. as, uh, Rod sucks number two, because <laughs> the call. first, the first one is him telling everybody that his dick's hard, he did yeah. get slapped down yeah. with that, yeah, but, that was shitty, <laughs> but anyway, um, so, yeah, she kind of starts climbing up the ceiling. Right? Just screaming. Yeah. Exorcist style, like you were pointing out and everything. And, like, I in my notes it said, bleeding badly. <laughs> like, I was sort of anticipating. It's, it's you know. just spattering yeah, the walls totally. right now. There's a scene where it cuts to Rod and it just, the, just yeah. does the fucking <laughs> <laughs> across his face. And so, at this point, Nancy is hearing all of this as well. And so she wakes up, and this is the part where Tina drops to the ground. It's very... Because the door was locked. Yeah. Right? So we talked about this during the movie where, like, Kruger was really kind of setting up all of these deaths, right? Mm -hmm. So we have 
the door locks, so it looks like it, it, she just drops. Yeah, and that's it. And and Rod's like, oh fuck, you know, <laughs> you know four kill number one. Fucking Tina, fucking dead. So we get a hard cut to the police station. Which the is local so, PD is on it, which right? is which is so abrupt, right? Yeah. For this small town, it was it was almost instantaneous, mm-hmm. and the it wasn't the sh- it was a lieutenant, yeah, inner inner lieutenant Thompson, and I immediately like I was talking to John, I was like, oh, that's that motherfucker from Enter the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> but what was weird, so weird about that was you don't typically have a lieutenant at a local police station. Mm-hmm. It was like precinct five. Maybe like the detective scaling is different. I don't know. That's beyond well, it, go, me. it goes yeah. like detective, sergeant, staff sergeant, commander, I guess. I guess, yeah. You commissioner. Feel free to hit <laughs> us. Know. Feel free to hit us on the Gmail for that one. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Please correct me. And there's sort of there's this there's this thing that happens where like I was laughing about it. Because it's always been a funny scene to me, but like Nancy is sort of sitting there, has just witnessed for all intents and purposes mm-hmm. her best friend disemboweled and fucking like the <laughs> lifeless body laying on like her mom and dad's bed and everything. And so she is just kind of chilling she, she, in this like questioning room or whatever. Yeah. And like, I guess it's her mom because like when dad comes through, Lieutenant Thompson yeah. comes through. So, so, hey, dad. So it's definitely her divorced parents yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. are in this room. Because you have Lieutenant Thompson, mm. and then you have her mother, who is yeah. just, we, we're now meeting, uh-huh. right? And there's this incredible part where we're sitting in front of the desk, and we're being questioned by, I guess, what supersedes a lieutenant yeah. that I didn't think existed. I guess, yeah. I, in your, at least in yeah. your local PD. We were, we were talking about, is it deposition? Like, what stage of the, <laughs> you know what I mean? But really, it's just Rod, like... Rod is in a holding cell. At this point. Yeah, they have suspect number one and everything. And it, it's just this... Well, no, he's not quite in the holding cell yet because there's that extra scene uh, that comes So right. anyway, like... There comes this part where she's sitting with everybody in the same room and she starts getting gaslit mm-hmm. by everyone. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, what do you mean I'm not taking this death seriously? Right. Which is incredible because we all had the same reaction was like, right. yeah, that's our girl. She's getting mm-hmm. gaslit right now. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, she has the same reaction and is the most level-headed person in this entire like, fucking movie. Like, me for all we know, right? She's smiling at one point. And so what <laughs> happens is like the next day... Cut the scene. <laughs> 12 hours later. You know what I mean? We move forward. And Nancy's just up and at him. You know what I mean? I feel and it's like a Thursday. She's talking you know to what mom. I mean? Yeah, talking to mom, having a coffee, and getting ready to go to school. And mom says, she's like, she's like, what the fuck are you doing going to school? You were tossing and turning yeah. all night. Yeah. yeah. She's like, what are you doing? Going to school. We immediately paused the movie and we're, we're like mutually at the same time. We're both like, our mom would never. <laughs> I have never in my life had a bad night's sleep after a moment of trauma and been offered a day off by my mother. <laughs> no disrespect to my mom. I just kind of feel like that's not the way it goes. Yeah, you just got to you know? lie. You be like, yeah. my gut hurts. My yeah. ass hurts. Yeah. I don't know. I throwed you. up. You put the penny under your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> So she's, you know, there's a, like, no, don't go to school. And she's like, no, I'm going to school, mom. And so she does. 
She's like walking down the street, right? And Rod, out of nowhere, like out of the fucking bushes, barefooted, no shirt, wearing a leather jacket and like his best impression. He did lose his shirt. He did lose his shirt and his shoes. And he just kind of goes, surprise, motherfucker. And grabs Nancy around the mouth and the body and pulls her back into this underbrush or whatever. He's like... I'm not going to hurt you. Which my yeah. first thought is yeah. that's exactly what someone that is going to hurt me would say. A, I just watched my best friend get murdered. Prime suspect number one is you. And two, you just drag me into the <laughs> she, fucking, you know what I mean? But she makes the same face. Yeah. The teeth out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of it. And just kind of like. Eric goes, can you, can you put your teeth in your mouth? <laughs> can you put your teeth away, please? <laughs> I have an overbite too, and I apologize. But it's just one of those things for me where it's like, I don't know. <laughs> so now she actually like gets to school right because she her dad shows up and he's just he's bringing yeah. rod to jail yeah. rod gets fucking arrested because this was a setup the whole time lieutenant thompson, with zero evidence they lieutenant thompson was on this shit that guy's wearing a leather jacket and blue jeans he probably killed that girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah because he didn't know and like we as an audience were like oh we don't we don't really know what's going on yeah. with him. No, I was super confused. Oh, yeah, because we know the like s- some judicial procedures <laughs> yeah. are going to have to happen eventually. We because, have the same amount of right. evidence as we did when we let you go, and we're arresting you. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And so it, it, it Rod go, just gets taken away. Rod goes off in the squad car and mm-hmm. everything. We cut to Nancy and what I guess is English class because they're reading... Yeah, they're reading Hamlet, which mm. was a great allusion, in my opinion, to like betrayal and misunderstanding and all of that kind of stuff. And I won't preach too much about it because I know we're gonna get hundreds of emails. Or we're gonna get five emails. Let's let's be real about we're gonna our get five hundred emails <laughs> about the fact that is I feel like we get to a point when we hear the story later that we never actually know whether or not Freddy Krueger did this, right? I'm I'm telling you because the information that we get is A, there was a faulty uh, search warrant on the situation. Mm -hmm. And then we get Nancy's mom saying that this is what happened. And this is where he used to molest kids at, Mm -hmm. or not even molest kids, just kill kids. And that's all, like, we talk about, like, we're listening to the narrator at mm-hmm. that point and who writes the stories mm-hmm. in history but the winners. Who watches The Watchmen. As yeah. They <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so real. Right. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. was Freddy the bad guy the mm-hmm. whole time or was he making these claws because... A victim of, like, you know, public justice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. we actually replayed it. I've watched this movie, mm-hmm. like, eight times and mm-hmm. we still replay the story later because I want to make sure that I'm picking up on what is happening mm-hmm. because this is our first illusion, right, right? To whether or not the deeper context or the subtext, yeah, if like, you will, is yeah. this real? We're yeah. meant to assume yes, but we felt that way about Michael mm-hmm. Jackson, and <laughs> so we're back with Nancy in class, and she starts dozing off. I suppose this is from not sleeping very well. Yeah, you know what I mean. And most of us have been in that place in high school before. Most of us have never seen a vision of somebody that we've lost in the past in a body bag <laughs> in a body beside bag. them. So 
what Were happens they clear back then because that was every scene was a clear body bag defeats the purpose aside from putting in this like single containment unit you know what i mean <laughs> on the chance that it leaks i guess we're getting there we only go deeper on the floorboards. <laughs> so yeah, she starts having this like the you know the flutters. I've gotten next, that because I have dream. Yeah, right? you know because I have yeah. heat induced narcolepsy, mm-hmm. so I've definitely really? yeah. Okay, no, I didn't I, know that. If it hits, sorry, my, we're like like a genuine like first oh, yeah. first no, take here. No, <laughs> like it, it hits like eighty eight <laughs> degrees, my eyes start fluttering, Holy and I just shit. fall asleep. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's the only thing yeah. that does it to me in school. You would think it would be the dope, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely the temperature of the given room. Like I will fall asleep listening yeah, to a teacher. Yeah, the insomnia. Start maybe no, talking no, to a it's teacher. It's just ninety degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we they're reading Hamlet in mm-hmm. the class, and uh, Nancy, Nancy Falk kind of dozes off or mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? And in this dream, she's kind of like following, right? Like she's I just back, saw she's Tina, back. In you know class. what I mean? She, you know, and everything, and like you see this like ridiculously wide trail of blood. Oh, the creek you know of I mean? blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The creek <laughs> of blood, as John said. And so she kind of starts following it down and this random 45-year-old hall monitor interrupts her. And it's hilarious because she's... To- <laughs> she's between 17 and 45. Yeah. <laughs> this 70 to 45-year-old hall monitor interrupts her. She's wearing Freddy Krueger's shirt. Yeah, the, the yeah. dingy green mm-hmm. and the shitty Christmas red. People that worked for Gap in 2014 know what I'm talking about <laughs> because they totally released that shirt. You sold this to as millions a Christmas of <laughs> sweater, bro. As a Christmas sweater. And so, um, like, uh, she, uh, Nancy does this thing where she kind of does it all. She's like, okay, wait a fucking minute. You know, <laughs> she turns around and, like, the hall monitor has the Kruger glove and she says, no running in the hallway. <laughs> you know what I Which mean? is so 80s, So right? we are 100% aware that Nancy is dreaming at this point. Yeah. The, the viewer is like, okay, cool. We're the in, blood you really know. gave it to you, yeah, yeah, but this right. one sold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So she's... She's now getting through the no running in the hallways and she sees this is one of the funnier moments Mm -hmm. in in the entire movie is she sees the same body bag that she's seen already Mm -hmm. of Tina and her arm like goes straight up like Mm -hmm. parallel to Mm -hmm. the or sorry perpendicular to the ground and then just fucking drops Mm -hmm. it. Or like she did like the, the I'm gonna pr- call for help. Oh fuck. I don't know if this is bad taste, but it was the Princess Diana wave. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a body bag. And both of her legs just like lift up and she pull she gets pulled through the uh down the hallway mm-hmm. and naturally Nancy's like, I have to fucking follow mm-hmm. this. Where again, like I feel like I say every episode, I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm trying to burn myself away. I just like- want to go to class and read Shakespeare. Okay. <laughs> I got that reference right this time. It's not Poe. It's Shakespeare. <laughs> it's all Shakespeare. <laughs> it's always been Shakespeare. Always has been. God, I think that's a Patreon video, right? Uh, 100%. <laughs> and so it turns out as she progresses down the hall, we're in the same boiler room as we mm-hmm. were before and mm-hmm. everything. And it's very, I, I I can't remember if this is the exact moment, but like Kruger just kind of opens the door. It's like, okay, fuck, I'm here in the boiler room. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of enters and it's very clear that, okay, now we're in Kruger's playground, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Yeah. You know? And we, we get to this point where she's like, uh, she Freddy Kruger is now running at her 
And I don't think she's intentionally the smartest person in this movie, mm-hmm. but she definitely throws her forearm down and she starts burning herself mm-hmm. on the pipe, right? Yeah. And that's what wakes her up. And then we have like her screaming in the mm-hmm. middle of, I guess, English class. Yeah, yeah. Because what else do you <laughs> read Hamlet in? And it's just like, okay, I want to call your mom. Stop it, dude. And so they start having this meltdown. She's freaking out and spazzing all over yeah. the place. And the teacher runs up to her. And she's like shaking her yeah. like a fucking Thompson. Yeah. Thompson, calm the fuck down. I'm gonna call your mom. <laughs> That's an amazing verbatim because she really was just like, I'm gonna call your mom. We're gonna get you the fuck out of the school because yeah, yeah. right now I'm mm. liable and yeah, I really don't I know, want right. that. Yeah, I'm not trying to have. Yeah. Meanwhile, the 30 year old in the class with the afro yeah, yeah, turns yeah. around. And he's like, bitch. <laughs> Which was. Absolutely incredible. So she wakes up and she's now going into uh, Rod's holding cell, as it were, because again, the the whatever town Elm Street PD <laughs> has got Rod pegged. ESPD <laughs> has got Rod Rod pegged as uh, suspect number one, and he admits to Nancy. That he's been having dreams about Kruger too, which seems like something that you would have mentioned, <laughs> you know. Well, so early it was like, oh, that's gay. Having yeah. nightmares, <laughs> right. having nightmares is not masculine. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it was just this really, you know, she's sort of. I, I don't know if she's interrogating him, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I need all of the information you can give me about what you've been experiencing. Yeah, you know? your girlfriend just died yeah. in front of you. It <laughs> seems like you were aware of this before it happened, you know? And I can't remember if this was the moment where he was like, you know, I could have saved her. Well, you know what I, I mean? It was because yeah. it was just one of those things where like, again, it's that like super toxic masculine totally. outer shell yeah. where like you kind of feel that from him. Cause he's like, Oh, I'm never going to get laid again. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's really real yeah. for him, you know? And <laughs> It's real for many of us. <laughs> Let's put it that In way. In the end, it was he yeah. that got choked. <laughs> right, 100%. As opposed to the chicken. And so we have a, a little bit of a, a pace cutter here. The scene cuts and Nancy's taking a bath. And for some fucking reason... I hope she was of age for this scene. Yeah. I gotta tell you. For some reason, she starts singing the Freddy Krueger song. Which equates to like counting sheep, right? Yeah, I guess... In a really insensitive way to the fact that you just watched (laughs) Freddy Krueger kill your best friend 20 hours ago. You know what I mean? But she also (laughs) only heard this rhyme once, right? Right. Because it was the girls earlier when they got out of the car that were playing double dutch Uh and shit. And it's just like... Don't trust twins in horror movies just as a general rule, especially if they're under like nine and wearing the same clothes. (laughs) Yeah. I was saying, if they come out in an elevator, do not talk to them. Yeah, don't talk to them. No. (laughs) Generally speaking. But she does, like you're you're talking about. Like, it's the equivalent of counting sheep. So she passes out in the tub. And there's this funny moment where her mom knocks on the door and is like, hey, don't fall asleep in the tub. You might drown. And she is just like... In a in a non expletive way, like yeah. she is laying down into the into the tub in one of those like inflatable pillows uh-huh. with suction yeah, cups yeah. on the back door, yeah. and she is like spread eagle, yeah. falling asleep. She hasn't slept at this point, mostly because yeah. of all the horrible shit that is happening. Yeah. It's not in, even in like, what I perceive in like a day, maybe two or three days or whatever. And then you just see yeah. the claw. 
watches is who will go and who will stay. And it just fucking yeah. comes up over yeah. it's like about to reach for her. And then the knock happens. Mm. And then it grabs her by the face and pulls her down. Mm. And the craziest part about that scene is it's like this, I guess it's the tasteful titty. Um, <laughs> of horror movies because it's shot from like a dark angle. Wes and, like, is an artiste. Up. Yeah, I, I fucking <laughs> guess so. Because it's like looking up at her and the light is not coming from a bathtub size. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right? It's like an ice fishing size 100%. in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And all you hear from like mm. the bottom is ah, 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 mm. ah. <laughs> if anybody's gone swimming in a pool at night and you have those weird like side or bottom lights that are illuminating <laughs> the water and everything, that's kind of the vibe that I was getting. And and she, you know, is one of our heroines that fucking mm-hmm. or our heroine that breaches the surface mm-hmm. skin. She makes it out. She starts having this fucking mental breakdown. Mom's kicking the lock on the other <laughs> side of the door. Which is the first... Who the fuck is going to drink this milk that I swarmed up for you? You know what I mean? And it's the first insight we get to this mom that she's a little gangster. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's it's coming down the pipeline because so far we've seen the, oh, baby, you don't need to go to school mm-hmm. today. Oh, I warmed up milk for mm-hmm. you. for what, what was the English issue you had with that? It, it was something to the effect of like... Um, I heated up your I'm, warm milk. I'm heating up your warm milk, which would imply that it was already warm. And so it's like, milk. Uh, yeah, I think the comment that I made was like, uh, like nuclear winter milk at this point or something, because I can't imagine anything hotter. So now we actually, uh, Nancy falls asleep again. Yeah. Right. Well, she, you know, she wakes up. Oh, no, I'm fine. I'm going to go watch the evil dad in my room, which, again, seems like an inappropriate thing to do if you if you're like dealing with like nightmares. Bruce Campbell was the best part of this movie. Any part (laughs) of anybody that I've ever met that's dealing with something that is deeply impacting them on a sanity level, but also in a like I'm having nightmares Mm -hmm. when I'm sleeping is not watching scary movies before but they I, go to bed. You but know I what think I mean? it was that concept yeah. of keeping them up, though. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. I'm, so t- I'm so terrified that I can't yeah. go to sleep because I'm either watching D- Evil Dead or mm-hmm. I'm going to sleep with Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And actually, it was... You were going to talk about that scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, so it, it was really incredible that... One of my favorite scenes in The Evil Dead, actually, is when everyone's... And this is the audio, by the way, audience mm-hmm. that is listening right now, is the audio that they were using for the scene was uh, the girl screaming, Turn it off! Mm-hmm. Turn it off! Which is, like, in the beginning of The Evil Dead, whereas, like, the scene that they were showing was, like, Ash bloodied and fighting through the Kandari. Con- I always say Kunda, because that's... Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> That's the actual nomenclature <laughs> in the book. <laughs> Montusi, Gunda. Mm. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> so uh, we, we cut through this audio finally, and Johnny Depp starts like climb up the side like, of, of the house. Yeah. Like the, the normal boyfriend in the 1980s where yeah. it's like, I'm going to get laid, even though mortality sucks. <laughs> Except for the fact that he starts gaslighting Sorry, his girlfriend. Morality, yeah. not mortality. <laughs> mortality does suck. Mortality does but play But so does morality. <laughs> but he climbs up. He kind of has that, like anybody that's ever seen Clarissa Explains It All, feels me when I say, like, the man, like, ascended the ladder mm-hmm. directly into her bedroom in the dead of night and, like, nobody gave a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he gets up there and they kind of have a conversation and everything. And he's like, yo, Nancy. 
Rod killed Tina. You know that, right? You know, you again, dumb bitch. You're fucking, what are you doing? Again, we're, we can't be farther than day three at this point after her going through. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's clearly not yeah. getting laid at yeah. this point. Totally. And so she kind of like starts going on her shit and mm. she's talking about, we got to figure out what's going on here, right? So she kind of formulates a plan. She's she, the first person to kind of take on the, the idea that all of us have died in our sleep so far. Yeah. So we probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> you know or yeah or i need you to watch me while i sleep when mm-hmm. i start thrashing because mm-hmm. all of these uh dismemberments mm-hmm. or fucking whatever or lacerations whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them whatever the killing blow is thus yeah. far has all taken place while everyone yeah, has yeah. been the victim asleep. Is asleep certainly which we're actually not even at the second death yet. And yeah. She is literally figuring this out so far. Mm-hmm. And because Nancy's the real one, she goes to sleep mm-hmm. and she sees. So Nancy leaves the house and goes to jail. Am I missing something here? Am I? Well, that's uh, that's like, in her dream. It's in the dream. Okay. So Nancy leaves to go to the jail where Rod is. Glenn is conveniently stationed in a bush. On the sidewalk. But we get a really good illusion yeah. on her way there, right? Is she's walking down the street uh-huh. and she turns back and she's like, Glenn, where are you? Mm-hmm. And Johnny Depp just like pokes out from yeah, the side yeah, tree yeah. and he's like, I'm right here, <laughs> And as a, as the audience, we're like, oh, fuck, he's asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. And so as, as this is happening, there's kind of the simultaneous shit that's happening, mm-hmm. right? And like... Kruger is entering the jail. He phases through the bars. In true 1984 fashion. And the it was sickest, so gangster. The sickest <laughs> example of like CGI that could possibly exist in a movie from 1984. We would not have the yeah. flash CGI uh-huh. <laughs> if we didn't have this moment. He phased through it. He totally just tell it. It was so sick. And so Nancy sees a vision of Tina. Again, mm-hmm. body bag style yeah, and everything, yeah. but this time there's a tear in the body bag and everything. She's got <laughs> centipedes coming out of her mouth and shit. And that's when Kruger finally is like, cha like, let's go. I've been here yeah. the whole time. <laughs> so she, fi- she wakes up finally, mm-hmm. right? And then she she's with Johnny Depp and she's just we like- We should call the police. Yeah. <laughs> the, the most- a, like sincere line that was dropped in this entire movie, like we need to call the police, yeah, yeah. but they didn't call him. They like mm. went down to the. Police I know my station. dad is the police, but we should still, <laughs> yeah. I, and there was this amazing moment where they walk into the police station, and the desk cop. I don't know the other mm. the other yeah, term yeah, to yeah, call yeah. them. Yeah, I'm yeah. just used to, I guess, secretary. Yeah. <laughs> Come, like he stands up and he like puts his hands on his hips and he leans over the fucking counter and he is just like, I took third shift so I wouldn't have to deal with this kind of yeah. shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Because <laughs> she's just like belting this shit at mm-hmm. him that doesn't make sense, right? She's like, Freddy Krueger's alive! And, mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> finally, her dad comes up, who also proceeds yeah. to start gaslighting her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About, More gaslighting of Nancy. Yeah. So during the, the the five minute process that it takes to gaslight Nancy, we have like these like set cutaway scenes 
where the sheet has like wound itself Because remember, up. Freddy's in Rod's jail cell. Yeah, you and, know? and Rod's yeah. asleep. Yeah. You know, so. Worst case scenario, <laughs> Freddy Krueger's in jail cell and you're asleep. We, we start to watch it like creep around his neck mm-hmm. and shit. And it like, you know. And I had t- the weirdest boner. <laughs> <laughs> I too am erotic, erotic asphyxiate. And it like wraps around and pulls up and like it pulls up to the top mm-hmm. as everyone is. And I'm, I'm talking about Nancy, Glenn. Nancy's dad, I guess the two other uh-huh. people on the police force come like in. like rolling, thundering their way in. Yeah, you know? and again, yeah. it's Freddy setting a precedence for himself that these people are getting fucked up by sources that are not themselves. Mm-hmm. Which I guess makes it easy for these idiotic parents to not... Yeah. When they were cursed. Well, they were fucking cursed. And let's <laughs> think about it for a second, because what happens when Tina gets killed next to Rod? Rod witnesses it from a third-person perspective. Mm -hmm. Rod doesn't get killed by Freddy Krueger until he decides that, yes, I have had dreams about Freddy Mm -hmm. Krueger in the past and everything. So now we're starting to get into the meat of how Krueger himself operates. You were mentioning earlier about it's the belief in him. And that's really where it hits Nancy, too. It's like, this is the scene where she says to herself, this creature is alive. Mm -hmm. It's like hoodoo. Right. It is really what it comes down to is like, mm-hmm. if you believe in it, it inherently makes it real. 100%. So now we are at kill number two. Rod via, uh, you know. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Perfect. Keeping it hot. <laughs> Fabuloso. <laughs> and then there's this weird cut to Rod's funeral. Which was so fucking funny to me because, like, <laughs> Tina get, didn't get a fucking funeral. Why is, why is Rod more important? She's still in a body bag. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and there's, like, you know, everybody's sad and shit and everything, you know. And so they finally d- just decide, like, it's time for Nancy to get an EEG. <laughs> or an EKG. Or whatever a sleep study is. Called. Right. And uh, I was making, uh, you had this funny note. I was oh, making yeah. a I had about, it. <laughs> uh, about where they placed the nodes on her face didn't feel... It's 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 less about the fact that I know what I'm talking about and more about the fact that I'm a little bit of a not a perfectionist but just somebody that believes in the concept <laughs> of symmetry. We should have real doctors on these movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cuz they put all the nodes on her face and Eric was like, I just that, don't know if that's where you put them. So my note was Eric is not a doctor. No, I'm not. I'll own that. Mark I'll rock that. with it. Yeah. Mark that. Mark it. Yeah. <laughs> So she goes into like what the doctor calls a deep sleep mm-hmm. finally. And they're like reading it the whole time. And it's it's so crazy because like the sleep study looks a lot like a lie detector, right? And you watch these wavelengths that are happening. And he talks about um oh god, what was it? Beta waves. Yeah. I'm like, oh cool. So we've been able to read beta waves since the 80s. Mm-hmm. Tight. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're reading the wavelengths of DMT release, Mm -hmm. I guess, in this young girl's brain. And as opposed to a lie detector where it goes all over the fucking Mm -hmm. place where you're lying, it kind of makes like, honestly, what I'm looking at right now on Audacity, Mm -hmm. shameless plug. Mm -hmm. No free ads. Yeah, yeah, no free ads. (laughs) (laughs) But you can like watch the wavelengths really only differ a slight Behave amount. Behave based on you know the 
the input. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was so wild to see like the wavelengths are barely moving and we see Nancy just thrashing, mm-hmm. just fucking thrashing mm-hmm. in this bed. And the doctor's like, oh, oh fuck. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> And her mom's just like, is she dreaming? I'm like, I don't know, bitch. Just wake her up. What the fuck do you think? <laughs> what the fuck do you think? So they like, they come into the room. What do yeah. they find? Yeah. Well, and so Nancy's like, ha I got his hat. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so Nancy has discovered that whatever she's holding on to in the dream is what she wakes up next to. So it's like, okay, now we're starting to understand, you know. You almost see that how, look in her eye right, as she gets later. Like, I got your hat. And it's like, you know, you know, it's so fucking funny. I got your it's so hat. Funny. That's what's inside it. Not without my effects. You know what I mean? And so it's just this real, it, like, it was, ah, dude, it, in 1984, I'm sure that hit harder. For me, this is my favorite, like, the funniest sequence. I'm like, your parents are because, because she's just like, Mom, are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah, no, I'm okay. Hey, I have Freddy Krueger's hat. And she just kind of pulls it out from under her blanket in the, you know. And it, it's just so funny. It's so fucking funny. Well, to we've me. seen from the bath scene where he appears at. So it makes totally. sense that he would pull it out. She would pull it out from under the blanket. Yep. And then we get another hard cut back to suburban upper class America. And Nancy's mom doesn't want Nancy to know that Nancy's mom is a fucking alcoholic. So. <laughs> Which is absolutely yeah. amazing because it. It becomes one of those things in like the last third of the movie yeah. that she physically can't hide. No, and it's, it's like there are a comedic amount of hidden bottles of vodka in this person's house. And it is so many bottles of vodka. And I feel like bottles is underplaying it. Right. She's got like, <laughs> she's got liters. A mega pint, if you will, of vodka. Just, just hidden around the house. She's got one in the towel closet. She's got one under her bed. She's got one in the kitchen, which I get. Secret vodka. <laughs> Secret vodka. A hundred percent. And so uh, there's that, there's that, you know, kind of like, okay, like I'm going to level with you. I drank half a bottle of vodka and I'm really like, I'm willing to tell you everything that I know. Yeah. So they go, she goes, come into the cellar with me. Yeah. So when she comes back into the house, I think this is really important is that she was smoking in the house, yeah, yeah, yeah. we go from like I warmed up your milk for you uh, to like, baby, are you don't drown in the bathtub? You know what I mean. <laughs> to I'm trying to make sure that I have enough vodka around the house to get fucked up to blowing yeah. cigarettes right. in our house. Coming to the cellar with me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the '80s, so I get it. Yeah. you know, but it, <laughs> yeah, it was just so wild to me, and it's such a such a gaslighting scene, yeah. right? Is you you have this. This time where she's freeing her down there and she's like, hey, this is why everything's fucked up. And that's really because mm-hmm. Freddy, Freddy Krueger has this story with them. Where the parents of this town were like vaguely aware of this guy, you know, and he was committing crimes and things like that. And they sort of cornered Allegedly. him. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, in fact, that Nancy's mom accused him of like, you know... Uh, harassing children and killing children i think it was you know and uh, i think she said at least 20 kids were dead like number one that's i did put 20 kids killed (laughs) that is a 
ridiculous amount of children being yeah. killed for like law enforcement allegedly to not, you know what i mean to not be involved in this right but yet the parents have all the information so we're going to mm-hmm. corner this man in this boiler room or whatever and i think she literally just says yeah we just lit that whole bitch on fire you know well, what I mean? she was talking about how it was a faulty search warrant right which is what broke the case mm-hmm. or whatever but again we don't know. Yeah. And that's actually kind of the romanticism that I have for mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street is that you really don't know because it's all based on this perception of, and this is the only movie that deals with it. Because mm-hmm. after the first Nightmare on Elm Street, it is just like, now I'm in your dreams killing people. Yeah. Whereas this is the root of all of it. Like, did Freddie do it? Do we believe that? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But do they actually say that in the movie? No. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's left up to the hmm <laughs> of the world. Right? And, and that's, again, that's what I really love about this movie mm-hmm. is it is a bunch of parents who killed what they thought was a child murderer. Mm-hmm. That they're not sure about, mm-hmm. but they just said fuck it and did it. Because that's the thing is, is the mom is pitching all of this from the perspective of Freddy Krueger can't come after you. He's dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She doesn't believe in the and that's spiritual. The irony, right? right? She doesn't <laughs> believe in the spiritual or like, you know, the non-planar version. I'm of no ghosts. Right. Uh, Freddy <laughs> no Krueger. No free ads. <laughs> <laughs> so she's sort of, she even like reaches into like the, the wood oven or wood stove or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, and like, into the chimney of it? Yeah, and like pulls out. No, this is literally his glove, and pulls out like a proper <laughs> Freddy Krueger, like knives for fingers and everything. The talons. It's like no, I've literally kept this here as proof that he's fucking dead. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> like, she's the one that needed to uh, sleep at night. Yeah. That's why she's a. It, it's like Thor pulling the Infinity Gauntlet off of Thanos <laughs> after he cuts his head off and everything, and he's like, oh, "I went for the head." It's the same concept, right? <laughs> you know. And so it, it, it was just cool to me to see, like, mom is suddenly involved, but mom can't be involved without drinking herself into, like, submission. You know what I mean? Because like, she can't deal with Because it. this is still unresolved shit for her. These are still nightmares for mom, too. You know what I mean? This is a woman yeah. in the 80s who, with a gang of people, murdered mm-hmm. somebody. And I think that plays into the same idea of we don't know if this happened or not because she's clearly guilty of this. If she murdered this dude. Dude, if I murdered a child murderer, I would sleep soundly every night. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, if that's an unpopular opinion, don't listen to our podcast. Fuck off. off. But if if you seriously knew hard fact Mm -hmm. that you murdered a child murderer. The plane's even. I don't even yeah. think curses work. No, I don't point. either. No, you're, you're straight. Like, I don't know a whole lot about karma, but I don't care, too, if it disagrees. You know what I mean? It's, it's just one of those things for me. You know, moving on from here, Nancy's like, oh, mom. You know, and so she moves on and she finally decides. Parents like, just don't understand. Yeah, I think it's when I put yeah. my nose. <laughs> so she begins to hatch the beginnings of a plan of how mm-hmm. she's discovered that she can pull elements of Freddy Krueger. So not, you know, why not be able to pull Freddy Krueger himself well, out of the dream? So before that though, yeah. we get to that bridge scene with that kind of, oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. that kind yeah. of like sparks yeah. all of that. With Balinese jo- dreaming where you can control, <laughs> you know what I mean? As, 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 as the enlightened Johnny Depp yeah. has. Having a hamburger. <laughs> 
we're sitting here and waiting. For, yeah, we're sitting here waiting for them to make out, and it's like, oh, morality mm. sucks. <laughs> They're literally anybody that's ever been to like Myrtle Beach knows what I'm talking about. But there's like this like uh, there's this place called um, oh fuck, what's it called? Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there it, it's this kind of touristy destination or whatever, and it hits the same way that the scene does, where it sort of feels like they're a little bit like they're in Disney World or something. <laughs> what I'm looking for is called Broadway at the Beach. Uh, and so yeah, there's yeah. these like there's a bunch of shops and like kind of you know mm. you know bodegas and things like that bodegas. around this like you know what I mean and there's this big bridge and there's these like really gross fish in the water underneath and everything koi and, like, fish that are the size and of Johnny your Depp is just like I say have you ever heard of Balinese dreaming I'm gonna have a hamburger <laughs> you know what I mean it's the funniest fucking shit but basically it plants the seed for Nancy that like yo I can control my dreams I am in control of my dreams and everything. Mm-hmm. Which is sick because a lot of people these days would just call that lucid dreaming. But for Glenn right? or Johnny Depp, that's another fucking form of irony in this movie. 100%. And so it sort of equips Nancy with the ability mm-hmm. to, you know, now I can sort of wield the fear. Right. Well, she's like, she has this like super feminist mo- like moment, mm-hmm. which is really cool for... I know there's usually final girls mm-hmm. in horror movies, which is great. And I love that. But she truly has like this feminist moment where it's like, it's her coming of age story. It's very altruistic to, I can control my life mm-hmm. from here. Mm-hmm. And be it reality or otherwise, I'm in control well, of my being. Well, because she has the instance of holding the hat. Right. Yeah. And pulling that yeah. out of the dream. She's the smartest person in this movie, mm-hmm. even though literally every instance we've seen so far, she mm-hmm. doesn't actually show the right emotion that makes sense on screen. Mm-hmm. But her writing was phenomenal. And, yeah. and she did the best that she could for it. Totally. You know? Totally agree. And so this is the part where I start getting into the concept of I've already made the secret vodka joke, so I'm not going to make a secret coffee joke. But she does call her boyfriend at this point. She calls Glenn. She does drink the floor vodka, though. Does she? Well, that's what the we mom assume. Does, yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. there's this weird blowout yeah. between her mother and herself, yeah. where she is this opinionated, or sorry, uh-huh. Nancy is this young opinionated woman. Uh-huh. And she's just like, well, at least I'm not getting loaded every night. Yeah, right. And her yeah. mom just backhands the shit out of her, out of nowhere. Yeah, you would like to call it unprompted. Mm-hmm. If you think that that was prompted, you're probably hyper aggressive mm-hmm. because honestly, like you live in a divorced house. Your best friend is dead. Your best friend's boyfriend is dead, and you were riddled with nightmares. How dare you call me an alcoholic? I'm going to slap you across the face. You've for been being drinking so coffee for four days. You know what I mean? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> So, that is yeah. the disproportionate response. Yeah, so her mom sleeps, yeah. slaps the shit out of her, and she's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then we assume that the mom drank the floor vodka mm-hmm. from there. But Nancy is officially on coffee duty at this point. Yeah. We've seen allusions to the coffee, like really mm-hmm. like pounding a cup of coffee. Back, and actually, you know she goes I mean? upstairs and yeah. she has the secret she, coffee she maker. Has, that's what I was saying. Like, I was going to make the joke again, but I didn't want to because you never tell the same joke twice. Anybody Fuck that's that. in a comic, <laughs> never tell it. Fuck him. Never tell the same joke twice. I don't care. Daniel Tosh made do. a career out of 100%. it. 100%. If, if you're listening to this, Daniel... 
I don't give a fuck. She pulls a plugged in, <laughs> heated Mr. Coffee machine from under the bottom of her bed and puts it, it been <laughs> like it had been percolating and put it on her side table and poured a cup, drank it, like pounded it again. That's hot coffee. But like she knocked it back or whatever and called Johnny Depp and was like, yo. The cream keeps you awake. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Was like, yo, it's time. You gonna be able to stay awake for this one or what? She's like you know? looking out the window. Yeah, yeah. Because again, they live thirty yards away from each other. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's literally again, like right across Halloween the street. Illusion. You know what I mean? So that was that was sick to me that they wouldn't just you know. Yeah, th- she, these are dire times. We need to have a face to face conversation. Now I'm gonna have my coffee and I'm gonna call my boyfriend and see if he's all right. She you was know like, what I mean? we, we ride at midnight. Totally. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And Johnny Depp proceeds to fucking put his headphones with his Porta antenna TV mm-hmm. on the bed mm-hmm. with him. My man was teching out a little uh, bit. Like for 84, dude, he had like <laughs> he had like a portable TV. He had like a personal TV. He had the stereo going behind him with the headphones output and everything. Dude, my man was... <laughs> but what did Nancy say? Don't fall asleep. So here's the thing Again, for me. Again, you had one job. You had one job. We were joking earlier about this may be one of the first instances, if not the first instance of this in film, where you have that. You only had one job. All Johnny Depp slash Glenn had to do was stay awake for this. So what did he decide to do? Listen to music and lie in bed and watch the game. I don't know how many of you have ever tried that in the past. How many of you have stayed awake through the entire game listening to music lying in bed? I'm barely doing that now. <laughs> you feel me? Like, that's what I'm saying. So it's just one of those things where, eh, not the best move. Johnny, you've been really insightful. Ball and he's dreaming. Holy shit, you're, like, pulling that out of your ass and everything. Yeah. But here you are also, like, literally doing the one thing that you should he be doing. He read one book. And that's, <laughs> and, that's, and that's laying in bed at night. Don't do that. And that's after his mom comes up, too, mm-hmm. and is like... Yeah. Uh, he said, "What I'm gonna look at Miss American nude or yeah. whatever the fuck was yeah, on." It was this, it was this weird exchange that I've never had with anybody that I've been related to, where people <laughs> just understand each other and don't fuck with each yeah, other. Yeah, I could imagine I mean? like, talking just, to my mom yeah. and her being like, "Well, how do you know what she says?" And he's just like, "Why would I care what she's saying?" Yeah, I would have been hit as well. <laughs> <laughs> so naturally, he passes out. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that's kind of you know again you have this moment where you're just I'm me and I'm, I'm I promise y'all I'm gonna get good at this one day <laughs> I want to get good at processing stupidity in horror movies or <laughs> so he passes impossible but he gets sucked through his own <laughs> fucking mind. it's not so, even so in the meantime yeah this is a vi- this is a very important scene to me personally mm-hmm. because it's. Again, I love gaslighting the mm-hmm. people that are right. And that's like my own pseudo porn for these movies <laughs> is uh, Nancy actually calls their house because she's, she's looking at her clock and she's like, oh, fuck. It's so close mm-hmm. to midnight. Yeah. So she calls. So Johnny Depp's mom or Glenn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to refer to it. Yeah. yeah. Jo- Johnny Depp's mom answers. And she's just like, oh, no, I don't know what to do about this. And she's, like, talking to her husband. And the husband's like, who is it? And it's, uh, <laughs> and it's fucking Nancy. Yeah. And he and we, they had had a conversation earlier about, like, oh, I just don't like that yeah, girl. I just think she's a lunatic. Yeah. yeah. Not that she's a whore or yeah. something that you no. usually hear in a lot yeah. of this. Like, it's no. this really stable parental response to, like, 
I think the person... It's so gaslighting. It is, but like <laughs> to the degree of I genuinely care about my son, I think the girl that he's dating is probably not the best for him right now. You Quote know what I mean? dating. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. So we get to this point where the mom is answering the phone and she's like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. I don't yeah. know how to talk to her. And the dad's like, mm-hmm. give it to me. And yeah. he just picks it up and goes... Glenn's asleep. He'll call you tomorrow. He hangs up the phone once to cancel the call, and then he leaves the phone off the hook, Mm. which is such a hot flex for the 80s because if your phone is off the hook, for those of you who have never had a landline Mm. in their life, if it is off the hook, you cannot receive calls. You cannot receive a call. So this was the original version of like turning your phone off, silencing it, whatever the fuck. I'm silencing my house. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, again, like you said earlier, yeah. like the dad is the most level-headed person in yeah. all of this. Because if I didn't know anything that was going on, I'd be like, fuck it, this bitch is crazy. You know? Y'all will learn that this is the character that I tend to attach to. <laughs> Logic is something that I believe exists above all other things. You know what I mean? But going outside of Logic, we now go up to... Johnny Depp getting his shit sucked through the mattress. (laughs) And this, like, for me as a horror fan, really equates to, like, the Friday the 13th where Kevin Bacon just gets the knife through the bottom of the fucking bunk bed where you see this amazing star that you know Uh nowadays that you saw his roots and you just watch him get sucked into this bed and now there is a Fat, like a fondue fountain like of blood. Of the Valkyries <laughs> is playing, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> a disproportionate <laughs> amount of blood. And like the funny point for me was that like he was like, I took his computer, I took his TV, I took his stereo. Like Freddy Krueger was not only stocking up on like a pound of flesh, <laughs> but also like tech, you know what I mean? <laughs> like he was all, We don't have this in the dreamscape. He, he was up in his arsenal. You gotta, you, you know what I mean? And it's, uh, it was fucking funny. But yeah, like I was saying, like there's this hilarious amount of blood. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> it was five fucking like fully grown horses worth of blood I, was sprayed at like i guess that's just what you know yeah and i still feel as though the way they sh- and this might be true this might be mm-hmm. not this is my guess i still feel like the way they shot that scene was they flipped the the uh scene upside down yeah. so like they, the built, as they bolted were, yeah. the bed to the ceiling yeah, yeah. and all that, and they poured the blood into the bottom, and then they just sh- like put the camera upside down so it looked like we just had gushes mm-hmm. and gushes of blood going up, mm-hmm. and it was incredible. Like for Johnny Depp's premiere performance, kill number three, kill number fucking three. That was an amazing way. Yeah, to yeah. Go. that it was, was an amazing way. To it go. was very dramatic. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, he realized he even had that moment like, oh, fuck, I'm getting, you know, <laughs> Freddy's got, you know what I mean? And everything. Freddy's got me! Yeah. <laughs> Mom! <laughs> and we find out later, because we have this night of, you know, now the cops are coming out, mm-hmm. right? Because the mom goes upstairs and sees this fucking blood fondue fountain. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. erupting <laughs> out of Johnny Depp's bed. Yeah. And now the cops are over and Nancy is going downstairs. She's talking to her mom, who is obviously shit based because mm-hmm. she is drinking like a fifth out of all mm-hmm. of these like liters. I of can't vodka. remember where she I think she pulled it out from under the blanket of her bed at this point. No, you know, that's that's is later. that later. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is like first <laughs> fifth of the night. 
This is this might be second bit. Real alcoholics know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, because now she's talking to her mom in the kitchen about how she had been awake for seven days, mm-hmm. and Eric and I were like, "Absolutely not." No, I, I'm not uh, sure I can stay awake for seven hours these days, let alone seven days. Come on, bro. Yeah. So yeah. now she like comes upstairs. And she again, we see the the coffee filter mm-hmm. or the the coffee maker that mm-hmm. had been. This movie was hidden. sponsored by fucking Mister Coffee. If you didn't realize it, and Folgers, yeah. yeah, that's the best part of waking yeah. up is not getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, she's like drinking this coffee out because she obviously knows what's going on. Because again, like Johnny Depp lives like 30 yards away from her, which like I never had that growing up where your no. crush was like across the street. No. I just assume that doesn't actually happen. Where I have it in my notes is that at this point, Nancy home alone's this shit. The only thing that I will point out before yeah. we get to that yeah. is there's this amazing scene where she's watching the cops outside and the or the mortician comes mm. in. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 you're right, you're right. <laughs> he goes, "You don't need a stretcher. You need a mop." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start was, saying that. it was a fountain of blood. Yeah. There wasn't even a body. There wasn't even a body to fucking bury. No, he just got sucked into his mattress and blown back out. Like I don't, I don't know how. Kruger physics work, but yet. But it does start yeah. for for her her home aloneing this shit. Yeah. Is her making the crack pipe? Yeah. Her, yeah. her melting the white yeah. bulb. Yeah. <laughs> and like emptying the shotgun shell and getting yeah. the gunpowder out and everything yeah. and all that. Thing. I was like, okay, then. Like, let's she, go. She you has know? figured out. Yeah. That she can grab him mm-hmm. and pull him back into reality. She's also a doomsday survivor, <laughs> you know, among other things in her character development. But that was also such a cool concept yeah. to me, is like it brought, again, your dreams are reality, your mm-hmm. reality is dreams. She fully intended on going to sleep and confronting Freddy at this point, which is the, the hype as shit, because that's where you get, I don't know, like, this is a little bit of a tangent. Anybody that's ever dealt with reoccurring dreams understands that when they're reoccurring nightmares, you have to do that. You have to get mm-hmm. to a point where you understand that I'm in control. Of I'm not going to tell everything. them mine because I don't want shit mailed to me. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but like lucid dreaming is lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that like you get to a point where you're going to continue having this until you understand how to master it. And that absolutely, kind of I have dealt with lucid dreaming before I knew what lucid dreaming was. So these, this, all of this checks out. Elm Street checks out for me and everything. You have to overcome what you're dealing with in your dreams or it will continue to overcome you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so it was so fucking funny for me, like to like see this happen in real time. Like I can't take this outside of the context of what I perceive it as and eliminate it as a threat. So, yeah, no, like we definitely get to that point where she is understanding of how this dreamscape works now and she has this really hot flex right mm-hmm. where she calls her dad and yeah. she's just <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's just like dad just so you know i need you to be over here in 20 minutes <laughs> and she does she's yeah. like she sets up uh-huh. the home alone shit she sets her timer again like uh-huh. home alone yeah. for, t- for 10 minutes because i guess t it's- minus 1200 seconds <laughs> and i can't wait to get into the hijinks because <laughs> One of them is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. 
we now get into Nancy is consoling her mom, right? Yeah, because yeah. her mom is a complete alcoholic. Mm-hmm. She's totally shit faced. That's uh, when the bottle comes that, out of <laughs> the blanket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. like, Mom, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> and like, she I just know. Pull, she pulls a liter of vodka out from under her this bed. This is how I know. <laughs> yeah, and starts sipping on it. Nancy's like, Oh, it's gonna be okay. I actually have it in my notes as Nancy wants this smoke. <laughs> Perfect. Because she is like yeah. in this mentality yeah. now that uh, I'm going to fuck Freddy up. Right. 110%. So she so put- She just succumbs to it, right? Yeah. yeah she just goes. And she's immediately like, in the boiler room. Yeah. She has already dropped into what she mm-hmm. needs to do. And they're, they start having the tussle mm-hmm. or whatever. And then it cuts to- Nancy freaking out and she wakes herself up with the timer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she sits up and she's like, Oh God, I really am crazy. Uh-huh. Right. And everyone was like, everyone who had seen this movie the first time in the eighties, yeah, yeah. I'm sure was like, God damn it. Mm. And then as soon as that, as she says that, <laughs> ah, yeah. Freddie Mercury's just, Bleh! Freddie Mercury again. Comes yeah, back. <laughs> yeah. That's what haunts my dreams. <laughs> So in my notes, I had Inception. <laughs> it was a dream yeah, within it, a dream. It was a dream within a dream. But it wasn't. But that's what. That's but what we're, we're kind of like yeah, back in reality. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because but, she has succeeded. But that's what you feel yeah. when you see it is right. like, oh no, she actually never left the dreamscape. And because the power level feels the same, right? Mm-hmm. You have like yeah. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Focus. <laughs> well... It's still Freddie Mercury. I was going to say, as people listen to this podcast, they're going to be like, oh, John is a Queen fan. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to this part where uh, Freddy Krueger is throwing the claw up over her. They're tussling mm-hmm. yeah. now. They're freaking out. Nancy's like, oh, my God, I got him. Yeah. And she throws him off of him because mm-hmm. I guess in reality... Robert England is a bitch. Sure. And that's why Jason Voorhees did so much better. I promise you this is the last time I'm going to cut it off. But this <laughs> is like cut you off. But what I have in my notes is the funniest thing I've ever written. And it's that Kruger slapsticks his way down the stairs. <laughs> because... <laughs> Oh no, we're in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, so we, yeah. we, uh, <laughs> Nancy throws Freddie off them and she's like, it's home alone time. And she, she yeah. runs out her door. And this is my favorite moment mm-hmm. in like movie history. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she has like this sledgehammer that's tied up mm-hmm. over top of her door and it's like, when you when you open it, but I guess you have to hit the bottom because right. it didn't affect her. Or yeah. Whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it like comes down and hits Freddie in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my balls! <laughs> oh fuck! And he like chases her downstairs, and he hits the tripwire with the gunpowder lightning or lightning. like lamp or well, yeah, whatever. The, the, Floor <laughs> lamp. Yeah. I've been pouring fucking 12 gauge in here since He's, he's getting comboed. His shield isn't recharging because he keeps taking damage. You know what I mean? And she, he like backs up into the corner and he's like covered in oil or gasoline or whatever. He's like, no, no. And she lights a match and throws it. He's fucking immolated at this point. Again. You know what I mean? Again. Uh, again. You know what I mean? He like, came back to reality. Right. Whoop, there goes gravity. <laughs> Just to be on fucking fire. Oh, again. she's still burning me. You know? <laughs> which, which was absolutely fucking incredible. Yeah. And we get to this point 
where throughout all of this, Nancy has been going out through different ports of the house, different mm-hmm. windows that have now been barred up by her mother because she's an alcoholic and mm-hmm. doesn't want to take care of her child. So you just bar him into the house. Yeah. Actually, there's a scene before this happens where she goes locked, 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 right. locked. It's locked. Because yeah. every lock on the door, which I guess is six, mm-hmm. <laughs> is yeah. locked. Now that she is in the bed, the police finally break in. Mm-hmm. I told Eric, I was like, if this was an episode of SVU, they had already blown the right. door down. Because there's like, that funny moment, right? Where she was like, go get my dad. And the <laughs> deputy on duty is like, I should probably go get the lieutenant. <laughs> which is like the third time she's yelling out right. of a window that she has broken out. Yeah. And they finally come through. And they're like trying to figure everything out. And they look off to the right, which is like in any, uh, it feels like it's more of like a 60s house. Mm -hmm. You look down to the right and there is this uh, staircase going down to the cellar. Or under the floorboards, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can go to the left and go into the kitchen. Well, the kitchen has flaming footprints right. of Robert England being on fire. <laughs> which, Allegedly. <laughs> which, is, which is hilarious because it goes around the outside. It goes back up the stairs right. to where drunk mom is sleeping. Right. Right. I'm going to fuck your mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they get up to the top and they see like. Freddie is a freak in the sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, they love... Like, Wes Craven, I feel like, has such a hard-on uh-huh. for that scene of, like, a face coming out of, like, some sort of cloth material. He's giving her the stars and stripes sweaters, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's giving it. And then she fought... There's, like, this giant... Almost uh, Ghostbusters 2, where it's, like, the Zool fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The light's coming yeah. up from the bottom. The life has been sucked out of her mother. And she just, like, has her hand out and is being sucked into this oblivion. And then it cuts to the father and Nancy. And they're just like, oh, fuck. Right. (laughs) We go down and, like, it's just a perfect mattress Mm -hmm. again. Because that's just, mom, where'd you go, mom? Because that's just ACGI. And I fucking felt that. Yeah. (laughs) And so then there's that section where... I guess he comes back, you know, and he's and she sort of has realized like this is the this is what the key to all this is. I'm going to take back everything that you took from me because I'm I don't, taking yeah. away your power. Right, 100. percent He's like, what? No, you can't do that. You know what I mean? She's like, I want my friends back. I, I don't believe back. in yeah. you. And she just kind of opens the door, and he no, he <laughs> lunges at her and just sort of evaporates in a very power ranger just materializes. Way, like, you know, irony being what it is. <laughs> she opens the door and she steps outside and now she's suddenly back into like the way that it was quote unquote well and it's incredible that she was like she said i want my mom mm-hmm. i want glenn i want rod i want tina back because that's exactly what she got yeah yeah because she had the power mm-hmm. over her dream right for that yeah you know she, yeah and and there's no cut back to reality here is the gravity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. She she you know kisses her mom on the cheek. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm so glad you're back. And then she gets in the car, and it's one of the hottest flexes mm-hmm. in a hor- in horror movie history. It was a great twist. Yeah, yeah, it was a really solid twist. And it felt so for those of you out there that are our age mm-hmm. that I'm not going to disclose. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was very goosebumps like right yeah because rl stein did this amazing job of being like no we don't have a happy ending Mm -hmm. and that's what i appreciate about horror movies more than anything else is i don't need it tied up in a bow i need Mm -hmm. it to be a good story and she gets into that car and they turn the music on and they're about to start riding in johnny depp's fucking chrysler again Mm -hmm. Or that ruby red, that yeah, yeah, ruby yeah. red Chrysler, <laughs> and the and, and the soft top comes up, and it's fucking Freddy's sweater, Stripes, <laughs> you know, and everything. And they're like the, the windows <laughs> are, are rolling up and everything. They're yeah. like, oh, fuck. yeah. <laughs> I don't want this, and she's like, starts screaming at her mom again. She's mm. like, let me out, and the car just starts to drive off. And one of the funniest things about all all of this movie is that last scene where the mom's like waving mm-hmm. on the porch and Freddie just sucks her in yeah. through like the small just square on the door. Just reaches through this like eight inch by eight inch <laughs> window and pulls her entire body through. That was like... Because she all wasn't of, even a part of yeah, this anymore. <laughs> yeah. She is dead. Yeah. Again, I, I, I think I told you earlier, like I feel like this is what attributed to a lot of the stories that I will and will not listen to is I love the idea of everyone dies at the end yeah it doesn't need to be tied up and mm-hmm. that's why i love shakespeare that's why i love poe that's why i love chaucer is mm-hmm. like i love the idea of there's not a happy ending here right you know like sometimes shit just happens yeah, yeah. and you don't get any control over 100%. that this movie was absolutely fucking transcendent mm-hmm. for horror culture for myself personally six years old yeah, yeah like, like watching yeah. it with my grandmother eating yeah. some bunch of crunch like right. this was yeah. one Aww. of the yeah it was the, yeah it was yeah. The, it was the apex yeah. of movies for me at the yeah. time so i'm gonna go ahead and start off on this one yeah, go for it i will always watch this movie yeah yeah, yeah. it's not when i watch it again i would absolutely mm-hmm. always watch this mm-hmm. fucking movie if a friend was like i want to watch johnny depp die i'm like i got you fam mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And, you know, for me, it's it's a relatively similar experience, I suppose. But coming at it from the perspective of horror movies have to pay homage where it's due. Mm-hmm. Right. This is among the top five in history. Yeah, absolutely. Whether you agree that this is one of the top five best horror movies in history is irrelevant to the fact that it's, it's among totally the subjective. top five most influential horror movies in history. Mm-hmm. This is what started it. Yeah. You know what I mean? For all intents and purposes. I mean, maybe movies, slasher movies had come before and everything, but this was, this is the but beginning it was building of building to this. This is what we know today to be true about slasher films, about, you know, those mm. kind of transcendent time warp kind of shits and everything. But like, this is, it, it just simply is what it is. Nightmare on Elm Street will always be a classic mm-hmm. regardless and that's the beautiful thing about it. I mean, we joke about like not being able to give movies perfect scores because horror movies can't have perfect scores. And yet, A Nightmare on Elm Street exists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and again, like it, like you were saying, it's so influential yeah. on what we have today. Like we wouldn't have our as above, so belows. We wouldn't have the, these B-list movies mm-hmm. if it wasn't for... We wouldn't even have Hellblazer. Or no. sorry, that's that's John Constantine. <laughs> Hellboy. Hellraiser. <laughs> we wouldn't have that without movies like this because it was so transcendent. It was so new. Yeah. And it was such a cool concept. And it was so cool to see movies during this time being people like Wes Craven and John Carpenter. And we have all these trailblazers 
and sorry, I could I could go on about this forever. Go and, for it. Well, yeah, that's for more paid content. <laughs> but, Pay a dollar to hear John continue talking. Yeah, right. <laughs> Obviously, for me, I have a bias for this movie. I'm sure we'll get five emails <laughs> about how this movie sucked, and that's okay. You didn't get it. That's you're just not fucking life. wrong. Like yeah. I'll take it a step further. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're just fucking wrong. I feel like this movie for me was one of those that really kind of hit me at a young age too. Cause the concept is like, no one can protect you, but you, mm -hmm. you have to be the dream warrior. Yeah. That's for episode three, but <laughs> <laughs> conceptually it was so incredible to be part of this kind of slasher film. And again, I would watch it a million times over. I don't give a fuck if if you're out there. If you want to pay me to watch it with you, mm -hmm. I fucking will. Yeah, but the fact remains that this is a must-see. For anybody, mm -hmm. it's not even a horror movie thing. I'm going to take it a step further again. This is a fan of film thing. You mm -hmm. owe it to yourself to see a nightmare it, on It corners its market. 100%. Like, it, it's the slasher that you need to mm -hmm. see. It's up there with Friday the 13th and shit oh, like that. Oh, bro, I'm talking, it's up there with, like, what a god, you know, the Godfather is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, to its own absolutely. genre. This is hitting the same, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Any final thoughts no. on it? I'm going to pass it to you because I know this one's yours. Yeah, uh, yeah, so if you don't watch this movie, you don't like horror. I'm sorry. That that just is the way to, that it is. You are gatekeeping yourself from something that is amazing and a fantastic experience. And you should be part of it. You should be able to tell your friends and your future friends about Nightmare on Elm Street if you have not mm -hmm. watched this yet. Or if you're the person that's like, I've seen Freddy Krueger in a meme. Watch this fucking movie. So you get the meme. So you get the meme. <laughs> But so that you really understand like where we come from mm -hmm. and the people that love this genre and we want you to be a part of it. We don't want to yeah. gatekeep this. We want you to come in mm -hmm. with us. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate everyone that has listened to this episode because it is very near and dear to my heart. Eric and I had an absolute blast watching this movie and picking it apart. And I hope that everybody else enjoyed it as well. This goes out to Debbie Hall. Again, if you're the angel in my airwaves, I love you so much and I miss you so much. And again, thank you for joining us on Under the Floorboards where it creaks, it cracks, and we laugh at the creatures that go bump the night.